This is Toronto Today on TSN 1050, the voice of Toronto sports. Who doesn't like a little Bruno Mars to brighten up your day? Honestly, it is impossible not to love this guy. Bruno. What's up, Toronto? 11 o'clock on the dot. Tim Haffey busting a move behind the glass. I see you, Haffey. There he is. Oh, God, please never do that again. Gareth Wheeler with you. This is Toronto Today. At Wheeler TSN is where you find me on Twitter. The text is 105050. The email live at tsn1050.ca. The full line's always open 416-870-1050. 1-855-591-6876 is the toll-free number. DeMar DeRozan stopping by. At 12.35 today, I was kind of waiting for Bruno to do his thing there. I wonder if DeMar knew about the LeBron James-Kyrie Irving breakup. Like, basketball players are tight. We know that the way that they run the league, it's been a crazy summer, and there are certain things that you see coming. Now there's reports that have come out over the last 24 hours indicating that the, the Cavaliers were trying to flip Kyrie to the Pacers for Paul George. Paul George. Paul George, what, a top 15 player in the NBA? Top 10, maybe? Very good player. That would be an intriguing trade. Instead, the Pacers get Victor Oladipo and a Sabonis? That doesn't seem right. And I just wonder what that means for the value of Kyrie Irving after all of this player movement on the market right now. Seems crazy to me. DeMar also last night put up on Instagram in the middle of the night, 12-10, and he'd taken about 700 three-point shots. He's here in Toronto for a Raptors basketball camp, um, which is super cool. It's in its 12th year of operation. The Raptors Basketball Academy presented by BioSteel. He's there right now, and after he wraps up, he's going to join us on the program. So we'll talk about him working on his three-point shot, what he makes of the Raptors' moves they've made this offseason. Can they compete with the Cavs? And what happens if Kyrie Irving leaves? Can't wait to chat to one of my all-time faves, uh, not born here, but really bred here as an NBA player, in DeMar DeRozan. Uh, I have mixed feelings about today. At around 2.30 this afternoon, I'm getting a root canal. Ugh. Never had anything like it in my life. I'm preparing for the worst. But my dentist did tell me, because this is the good news part of today, I'm going to see one of my favorite bands, Spoon, tonight at Massey Hall. Scrizzy, if you have any Spoon, we'll play some Spoon. I'm not sure if you do, but they're awesome. And I told my dentist, I don't need to be able to speak tonight. I just need to be able to go to the show. And he's giving me the green light, but I've never had a dental procedure like this go down. So I may be in some serious trouble. Not going to lie to you, a little bit nervous. Uh, I want to start off with the Blue Jays. Richard Griffin 
Toronto Star Blue Jays reporter, Blue Jays analyst, is going to join me in 10 minutes' time. And we're going to talk some Jays. Last night, the Blue Jays win. Whatever. Like, honestly, like, if the Blue Jays are on the same level as the Oakland A's, which they basically are in the standings, the, the Blue Jays are now a game up on Oakland, you know it's a lost year. And I stopped caring about this Blue Jays team, what they do on a nightly basis, before the All-Star game. But that that's when you knew they were done. They were absolutely dusted. And it's all about 2018, and it's always way more assuring when you hear the principals actually acknowledge that. It's not about adding. It's about figuring out what went wrong this year and rectifying some of the mistakes, the errors, and making improvements for 2018 and beyond. And I know a lot of people, and I understand why, are subscribing to a full-blown rebuild. But that's not what the general manager is thinking. It's convenient enough that Ross Atkins had a little bit of a State of the Union yesterday before last night's ball game because he knows, like, his team is toast. Just call them butter. Call them jam. Call them cheese. Whatever you put on your bread. They're toast. They're done. And Ross Atkins really kind of led with that conversation yesterday. We don't have, well, we do have the clip. And I want to play you this clip because this is where we want to go from here, and this is what I want to hear from you on. 416-870-1050 at 1-855-591-6876. Ross Atkins looking towards the future. We still feel like we have a great team in 2018 that we'll need to add to. Uh, there's a way to do that. That could mean subtraction from this team. It might not. We would hope to and like to for this team to remain relevant and a contending team potentially. Now, I think the odds of that have decreased dramatically, but we still feel confident that we can put a quality team on the field. So there you go, Ross Atkins, confident they can put, on a, uh, put a quality team on the field in 2018. Are you having it? Do you buy it? Do you believe him? Here's the direct quote from the general manager of your Toronto Blue Jays. Quote, we still feel like we have a great team in 2018. Here's my poll question at Wheeler TSN on Twitter. Ross Atkins feels the Blue Jays still have a great team for 2018. Do you think the Blue Jays will have a great team in 2018? 416-870-1050, 416-870-1050, toll-free at 1-855-591-6876. Will the Blue Jays be great in 2018? The text is 105050, the email live at tsn1050.ca. At Wheeler TSN on Twitter. The poll question, the, the, the responses, they're flowing in right now. Um, to that, for the poll, we put absolutely as one of the Possibilities. One of the, the the available responses. Absolutely, no chance. Only if they spend big, or I have no clue, no idea. So have your say at Wheeler TSN four one six eight seven zero ten fifty and toll free at one eight five 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 nine one six eight seven six. Now we can circle this all back to whether or not they'll be good in twenty eighteen. To a couple things. First off, what are they going to do with Josh Donaldson? That's first and foremost. And as much as it continues to be said that Josh Donaldson is a foundational piece, you got to keep this guy long-term. Look, after next year, he's heading into free agency. 
He's going to be making $25, $26 million a year. And for a team with payroll parameters and their best prospect in the system being Vladimir Guerrero Jr. playing third base, why are you going to ink a 30, well, he will be a 32-year-old third baseman, or 33, actually, when he hits free agency, third baseman to a big-money contract long-term. If you're the Blue Jays and you're thinking big picture here, where they're going, which is probably in the direction of a rebuild, as much as they want to put a Band-Aid on this Blue Jays team. And this is the problem with this front office entering this season. They wanted to keep the status quo. They wanted to at least portray to you, the fan, that this team is going to be competitive. And they were able to convince people across Major League Baseball that, hey, we got a chance. Steve Phillips, our baseball analyst, said they'd finish first place in the division. Wasn't the only one, but one of the loudest voices. I wasn't buying it. I wasn't having it. And when it comes to Josh Donaldson, he hasn't been able to stay healthy this year. In 57 games, uh, 9 home runs, just 29 RBI. An average of 239. An OBP of 361, okay, but the, the 239 hurts. He's struck out 59 times in those 57 games and committed 10, 10 errors. It's like an error, error every five games. I mean, Donaldson hasn't been Josh Donaldson. And for a player who struggled with injuries this year, I'm just not sure that the Blue Jays are would be in a proper position to guarantee him significant dollars, big picture, long term. And if you want to maximize on value, they should have started looking now or before now, leading into this deadline to try to trade him to see what his value is. And that doesn't mean they haven't been taking phone calls, but publicly their position is being we're keeping Josh Donaldson. And perhaps that plays into Ross Atkins' belief that they will be great in 2018. But let's be honest with this team, okay? Let's take a look at what they have and what they don't. The Blue Jays are going to need at least three starting pitchers. Liriano, Estrada, gone. And they can't go in without starting pitching depth like they did this year. It's unsustainable, especially if you're going to be a great team. So they need at least three starting pitchers. I would suggest they need a completely new new outfield. Never mind left field, right field. Bautista gone. you got to address left field. They should upgrade center field. Kevin Pillar, I know he's Superman in a lot of people's eyes, but there's some kryptonite there that hovers around him. Devin Travis, you don't know if he's going to be healthy, so you need another middle infielder. What can you expect from Tulo? Not much. That is a big-time bust and an anchor around the ankle of this organization. So what you do know that you have, you have Stroman, you hopefully have a healthy Sanchez, you have Hap for one more year, you have Asuna, and Donaldson for the time being, and an aging Russell Martin. How is this team, honestly, how does one expect this team seriously to be great in 2018 if they need that much? And oh, by the way, right now in salary commitments, north of $90 million, despite having all those holes. So you have to be kidding me if you actually think this team is going to be great in 2018. But I'll let you have your say. 416-870-1050 and toll free at 1-855-591-6876. 
Let's go to the phone lines. Jay in North York. What's going on today, Jay? Oh, hey, how's it going? Um, you know what? They could be great and they could be mediocre. Look at Boston and Houston in the last few years, going from first to last to first. It's possible. I was thinking along the lines of what you were just saying. A, Donaldson is definitely hurt to a degree. I don't know for a fact. I'm not his doctor. But obviously there's something wrong with him. The odds are he'll have a much, much better year. Too low is what you got. He's going to hit 230 or 240 with limiting defensive range. Smoke at first, hopefully he continues. Travis at second is a question mark. And Martin behind the plate isn't exactly a disaster. So that's not bad. But I agree with you. Two to three substantial changes need to be done. Ideally, you get somebody like a J.D. Martinez, who's a free agent, which will cost you $100 million for four years, let's say, or something of the sort. Uh, and that makes a huge impact. You still have another outfield position and maybe a bullpen piece or two. Jay, do you think they're spending $100 million on, an, on a corner outfielder when they don't know if they're going to be able to contend or compete or not? For a J.D. Martinez? Based upon this, this franchise's track years? record. Yeah. I think they may. I think they may. Why I think not? you're giving this organization the benefit of the doubt, and I'm not sure what this group has done to make you think that they're going to offer a player like that that kind of contract. And, and, one okay. of, and, and Jay, I'll, I'll let you finish, but the Red Sox-Houston Astros comparison, they're, they're not the same. Because the Red Sox had young prospects coming through the organization and were a team that was willing and able to spend. And not only that, they were willing and able to trade prospects without sacrificing killing their farm system to bring back ready-made players to make that team better in the, in the meantime. What does this Blue Jays organization have? They're, they're just right. not, I, it's not like for like. I agree with you. You're 100% right. But... What you're saying about having $90 million committed, you could look at that as a glass half full or half empty. If the Blue Jays' payroll maintains, or even if it goes up or down a little bit, with Bautista, $17 or $18 million gone, with uh, Estrada, $13 or $14 million off the books, uh, and a few other, I don't know the exact payroll, yeah, they would maybe be able to do that. Well, you're going to have to pay uh, that much to bring back those players because right now you have $20 million committed to Tulo, $20 million committed to Russell Martin. You're not getting value on either one of those contracts. you got $13 million to Hap. you got $11 million to Morales. Like You have significant paydays coming to multiple players. Steve Pierce, you're even paying north of $6 million for what? So uh, I, I agree. I mean, yeah, I'll tell you what. If I could backtrack a bit, go then I'll let you go and take your next caller. I agree with you. The fact is, the Blue Jays should have probably made a bigger effort to land Dexter Fowler. That didn't work. Number two should have been Josh Reddick. They failed to get Reddick, and Bautista was sort of like, "Who's left? Oh well, I guess we better get him on board." To Bingo. Salvage. Some. So that was the big mistake, and of course, we all know. This team should have Encarnacion playing first base slash DH. Should ideally have had Dexter Fowler in the outfield, and it would be a totally different scenario. But that being said, it is not unrealistic to see Donaldson getting back to form. I don't expect much from Tulo. If Travis is healthy and Smoke is what he is, it's still a good core to work with. you got to admit, and Hap and uh, Sanchez and Stroman as the top three starters is still today better than most of the top three starters of the teams in the American League. Well, on, so on paper, I, on paper, yes. In practice, no. 
Like I think that's yeah. a great myth that's being put out there is that the Blue Jays have a better pitching staff than anyone. Look across Major League Baseball. Look how these staffs are performing, and the Blue Jays aren't. They're, they're simply not. And projecting based upon Marco Estrada's career year last year or Jay Happ's career year last year or the potential that a Sanchez has, who's had to, he hasn't even pitched a full year in Major League Baseball. Or, 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 or Marcus Stroman's like the one guy that you can figure out. Yeah, Stroud had two good years, by the way, not just one. Okay, as a 33-year-old so. pitcher, when you have two good yeah. years and you're 33 years old, yeah. it doesn't surprise anyone or shouldn't when that pitcher turns back into a pumpkin, when the clock yeah, strikes it's a, midnight. So, yeah, it's a non-issue because he's gone anyway, so we don't even need to talk about it, right. Scott. I agree. Anyway, thanks for taking Thanks, Jay. Really appreciate that, buddy. Jay from North York uh, getting us started. My next call is going to be Richard Griffin from the Toronto Star. And then more of your phone calls, 416-870-1050. Tell me if I'm completely missing something here. Because I just don't see how this team can be great in 2015. This Baseball Insider is brought to you by Oakland Ford Lincoln, your premier source for auto service and sales in and across the GTA. It is Mr. Richard Griffin, Toronto Blue Jays reporter for the Toronto Star, TSN 1050 analyst, and R. Griffin star on Twitter. Rich, so, so our buddy Ross Atkins yesterday says he still thinks the team can be great in 2018. I don't see it. Maybe, perhaps you could explain to me how this team could potentially be great in 2018. Well, that's, uh, to me, that's just, uh, that's just a, a sales pitch by Ross Atkins already for season ticket holders. They've got to sell tickets over the winter, so he's got to start out uh, with high expectations and he's got to present it. But if you listen closely, the more he talks, the more you realize that he knows that uh, it would be not a miracle, but it would be like an overachieving moment if they didn't actually contend in 2018. But he's got to maintain that. I mean, that's what I was writing in Cleveland, that they can't just give up and, and trade away all their pieces because they've got another season before their young guys uh, come up and, and even can think of making an impact, guys like uh, Bichette and uh, Guerrero Jr. I mean, they need 2018 to be 500, around 500, and if Atkins can sell that as competitive, then you, know, you won't have as many... People in the ballpark, but at least uh, they can say they tried. Rich, we're just going to try to reconnect with you really quickly, just to see if we can get a better line. But the the one thing, if this is just the GM trying to do a sales pitch for season's tickets, the general manager's job isn't to sell the team to the public. The job of the general manager is to build the team, put the best team on the field as possible. So if he's being disingenuous, then I got a real problem with that. Let the president, let the salespeople, let even the the, the team-run media go out there and sell that dream. I don't need to be hearing it from the general manager. Rich, uh, thanks thanks for uh, holding just for a second here. So I, I don't believe that's the GM's job to be able to sell that. But if we actually look at the team. And, and look at what they have and what they don't have entering 2018. For me, they need to upgrade their entire outfield. They're going to need at least two to three starting pitchers. They're going to need some depth in the middle infield because you have no idea what you're going to expect from Devin Travis. And that all costs a lot of money. So if he's saying this, is he making that commitment that the team is going to spend whatever it takes for the team to compete and contend right now? Now, he's, he's making a promise the other way that they won't get rid of Josh Donaldson and they won't get rid of 
uh, Marcus Stroman, and they won't get rid of a Roberto Osuna. But in terms of the GM selling, you don't remember J.P. Ricciardi in that case because that was what he did every winter, no matter whether the team had won 68 games or the team had won 87 games. And how did that work out for him, Rich? Yeah, how did that work out for him? He's now the third GM GM on the the Mets, and the Mets are a disaster. Yeah. But but in terms of uh, uh, this team, I mean, you look, people, when you talk about the outfield, I think in terms of getting more uh, or younger and more athletic, which is a criticism of what they didn't do this summer, uh, you've got Lourdes Goyal and uh, Anthony Alford as guys that could plug in in 2018 in the corners of the outfield. And that's an upgrade athletically. Uh, the infield, Devin Travis, you're absolutely right, and they can't go with Ryan Goins again if they want to pretend to be contenders. So that's an upgrade they'll have to make. They can count on smoke. I, I would get rid of Kendris Morales. He's, uh, he's not at an impact player at any time that I can remember this season. You know, he's had a couple of big hits, but uh, he, had, he doesn't have that presence that Encarnacion had, and they need the DH spot to, uh, to produce more than he had. So, yeah, there's a lot of building to do, but I think the promise is more about not getting rid of their key guys that they have under control right now. Yeah, and, and I wonder if that is a mistake or if that is the way they should approach things. Like, I, I would have, entering this year... I would have kept Edwin Encarnacion, and that's where the problems with this team started for me. You, you downgraded at that position. You've, you've got this great year from Justin Smoke, but you could have had one playing first base, one playing DH, devastating in the middle of the order. He would have protected Bautista. would have protected Donaldson. He would have made this team better, but they decided to move on from him. So why should I believe that this organization's t- committed to keeping the players that it has around now when they weren't committed to an all-time great and a player who is still very good in Edwin Encarnacion? Yeah, that, that's one thing, you know, when uh, you have to admit a mistake before you can move on. That's one thing they really have to do. They're blaming the agent as much as they're blaming their own lack of judgment in the Encarnacion case. But the fact is they should have just said, here's our offer. Don't sign somewhere else until you come back and check with us. Now go explore the market. Instead, they gave him eight days to make up his mind. Then they cut off negotiations there. And Encarnacion ends up signing with the team that beat them in the ALCS for less money than they offered, which is ridiculous. You know, that was a mistake, and now they're blaming the agent. But I don't think they can move forward and do what you're suggesting until they admit that that was totally their mistake and it won't happen again. Richard Griffin, Toronto Star, TSN 1050, Jay's analyst, guesting guesting with me, I am Wheels, which plays it nicely to Josh Donaldson. If they weren't willing to give, you know, the four years to Edwin Encarnacion, when Donaldson's contract is up a year from now, he's going to be entering a 33-age season, and he's going to want $25 million plus on a long-term deal, while the Blue Jays' best young prospect happens to play the same position as he. Like, what would make anyone think that the Blue Jays would offer Donaldson a long-term contract to stay long-term anyways? Like, isn't he still their biggest trade chip? And it's just a matter of whether you trade him now before the deadline, during the offseason, or before the next deadline? Yeah, no, there's no doubt that they will not pay him $30 million per season over four or five years uh, when he goes free agent after the 2018 season. So. The question is trade him now, but you really can't because scouts are out there 
uh, for all the other teams that might need him down the stretch. And he has a thumb injury. We're not sure whether he's really over the calf injury. So the best time for a team to acquire him is in the offseason if he has a, a decent final 60 games, if he gets over that thumb that he uh, sort of looked like he tore up. Uh, but I would definitely not keep him through the winter of 2017-18 because he's not part of your future. You're not selling Josh Donaldson if people understand that you're not going to pay him $30 million for five years. I think you see David Price and the money that he was getting, and they made the right decision not to re-sign him and going to make a right decision not to re-sign Josh Donaldson under the same term. So, But they, they definitely can't trade him and get full value right now, but they can in the offseason. So it's about maximizing value. So you don't think it's a matter of if they'll trade Josh Donaldson. It's just a matter of when they trade him. Yeah, I think that um, in the offseason, um, you know, you, you go through the World Series and then the winter meetings in the first week of December. Teams are going to uh, do, do their uh, due diligence with Donaldson. And um, that's when uh, Ross Atkins, if he's any good, will, will show his uh, – his true value in terms of what he can get back. But, um, you know, as you point out, Vlad Guerrero, nobody knows whether he's going to end up as a third baseman when he makes the major leagues, but that's his position right now, and they don't show any sign of wanting him to, to go to a corner outfield position at this point. So, you know, that's the future 2019-2020. This guy, Donaldson, is going free agent after 2018, and instead of uh, disappointing fans by not signing him, he might as well get something back and trade him while he's still got a year of control for the team that gets him. Right. And, and see, this goes back to my first question. How can we expect the team to be great in 2018 if they're going to look to trade Josh Donaldson in the offseason? Their best player. You know, I know he hasn't played that way this year, Rich, but you've kind of outlined the injuries he's dealing with. But really, on paper, he's their best player. How are you going to be a great team if you're going to trade him? Well, you, you earlier in the conversation outlined the needs of uh, corner outfield and middle infield, and uh, obviously they're going to need uh, more depth in starting pitching. If you can use Don- the Donaldson chip to get two of those pieces, then uh, you've got quantity. And it, you know, if, if Donaldson generates the interest from four or five teams, then you probably get quality as well. So that, that's what you do. You sell yourself. As a younger, more athletic team, you look at some teams that always step up uh, at the start of every season that that are surprising uh, contenders, and they're young, athletic, and uh, in this day and age, uh, that can carry you a long way, and Donaldson doesn't fit into that mold. Yeah, I, I, I just feel, and this is my frustration, Rich, like we experienced a couple really great years in this city following this baseball team. And they were rightly celebrated. People came back to the ballpark. There's been an incredible vibe. There's a lot of handshakes and high fives that should be going down because of it. But I feel like entering this offseason, the hype machine was, wasn't genuine. And that it continues to be the case because they don't want to lose what they have. But I feel like honesty is the best policy when it comes to this team. And the Blue Jays fan base should have taken the memo and should have got the message when they didn't bring back Edwin Encarnacion where this sucker was going. It's clear as day to me, and I can't believe the wool continues to be pulled over the eyes of so many. Well, you're right about the fan base and the fact that, I mean, you go back to the... uh... 2010 through 2015, 
And you see that the uh, the fan base that really loves baseball and comes out to the ballpark when they're not winning is about 20,000 people per night. And so there's an extra 20,000 that they need to convince. And, and I think 2018 obviously is going to be a, a lull season in uh, in terms of attendance for them. Um, but, you know, I, I don't expect them to go and say, okay, we're going to be horrible in 2018. We're We'll be lucky to play 500. Can you come and buy a season ticket? Right. I, but, I don't see them doing that. But you can say, like, you know, we have Roberto Asuna. We have Marcus Stroman. We're going to try to put together a young, exciting team that we hope is able to compete and contend by tinkering in a way. Like, but, well, but, but coming out yesterday and saying, I still think we have a great team in 2018. Like, what's he talking about? Like, is Troy well, Tulowitzki going to find the fountain of youth? Is, is Russell, like, I just don't get it. That's the sound bite that they played. But honestly, if you listen to the whole thing, he was uh, quietly admitting that okay. it wasn't going to happen. But the sound bite is the one that is, that's played everywhere. And it says, yeah, we're going to be a great team in 2018. But there was a, there was a certain uh, reticence to, to come out and chest bump uh, yesterday. And it, that will become more and more prevalent when they win 68 to 72 games this year if this whole thing falls apart. Alright, buddy. Uh, last chance to see Sonny Gray in an Oakland A's uniform tonight, Rich. Well, yeah. I remember, uh, yeah, I mean, who knows whether he'll even make that start because a lot of times, hmm. if a trade's made, you pull a guy back. Uh, and uh, I remember Chan Ho Park, they had Korea Day, and Chan Ho Park was pitching at the ballpark. And all these fans were there waving banners, and all of a sudden he wasn't pitching. It was Darren O'Day or somebody. And uh, he's not even close to being Korean. So this might happen with Sonny Gray. <laughs> they, they replaced the Korean flags with the O'Day flags. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good stuff. Really appreciate it, Rich. Thanks for letting, letting me rant a little bit. Keep up the great work, okay? Richard Griffin, Toronto Star, Blue Jays reporter, TSN 1050 Blue Jays analyst. And this Baseball Insider is brought to you by Oakland Ford Lincoln, Quick Lane, conveniently located at 570-570 Trafalgar Road in Oakville. You heard what Rich had to say. You've definitely heard what what I've had to say. Do you believe the Blue Jays will be great in 2018? If so, why? What proof? What evidence? If not, feel free to use your time to call out Ross Atkins and company. 416-870-1050. At Wheeler TSN to weigh in on the poll question. The text is 105050. The email live at tsn1050.ca. And this is Toronto Today, where? TSN 1050 in Toronto. Have you found any spoon yet? No? No spoon? It's okay. Spoon tonight. Massey Hall cannot wait. Gareth Wheeler with you. This is Toronto Today. Phone lines are open. Do you think the Blue Jays will be great in 2018? Ross Atkins believes they still can be great in 2018. Do you? 416-870-1050-1855. 5916876 is the toll-free number. Call on our dime. The text is 105050. 
the email live at tsn1050.ca. Poll question is up at Wheeler TSN on Twitter. It's exactly how it sounds. Ross Atkins believes the Blue Jays still have a great team for 2018. Do you think the Blue Jays will have a great team in 2018? 39% say no chance. 31% only if they spend big. 19% no clue. No idea. And 11% say absolutely. One to mention that I was on a this is just completely off topic. But I forgot to bring this up yesterday. Um, I was on a plane back from Houston last week. I saw Manchester City, Manchester United. I don't know why this popped into my head. Just watching CP24, there was something about the airport that just came up. Um, I had the aisle seat. The woman beside me was on the window. So when the plane lands, you know, everyone gets up and tries to rush out, even though there's nowhere to go. Like, there's a certain code... That is in place. You let the row in front of you go. You let the person in front of front of you go, and you file and you follow rank and file. That's kind of the way it goes. So while I'm on the aisle, the plane lands, and I had a bunch of stuff. I had like my headphones. I had, I had to get out my passport. I had a bunch of stuff. So I went up to the over overhead compartment to get out my bag so I can kind of make that adjustment really quickly so I don't hold up people later. So I get up, this woman pushes right through me, like literally right through me, the woman that sat beside me on the whole flight, and gets right up into the aisle in front of me. And I go, excuse excuse me, do you want me to grab your bag for you? She's like, no, 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 no. And then she promptly was trying to reach across and reach behind me in the overhead compartment a row behind, because that's where her stuff went, to go grab her things. I'm like, how about you just wait? But she wouldn't. Elbows to my jugular. I felt like I was boxing out for a missed free throw in the NBA. She just crushed me, went right through me, and didn't apologize or anything and just took off. I was like, what? You can't do that. There's order that needs to be followed here. She broke all the rules. Oh, by the way, it's because Pearson ground workers might be going on strike at Pearson. That's why there was the airport story. Can you believe that? Anyways, that, it bothered me more than it should have. Let's put it that way. People are angry, just want to get off the plane. They want to get home. I totally understand it. But she would have had to wait, what, five seconds longer by me going first? Next time, go online, check in early, book an aisle seat. That's all you got to do. It's really, really simple. Um, WTF is coming up in just a few moments. We got a lot of random, (laughs) very bizarre stories to come your way. And one that's just simply outrageous, how much it will cost you if you want to shell out some serious coin to see McGregor and Mayweather. It's incredible. And there's a little cherry on top I'm going to bring you up to speed on as well. Uh, But the Blue Jays, do they have a chance to be great in 2018? Listen, it's not a general manager's job. I'm going to be very clear on this, to try to go out and sell you the fan that a team is going to be good. Their job is to 
work within the parameters that they have. Who they have in their farm system, who's on the major league roster, what sort of payroll parameters in place, how to avoid luxury tax, how to do that meticulous planning to make sure that you can have the best team possible. And I don't think since Shapiro and Atkins took over, they've taken full advantage of this Jays team that they have. It's always been with one eye towards the future, which I understand to a certain degree, but you cannot have things both ways. You cannot be all in in terms of winning in the here and the now when really in the back of your mind we're thinking long-term. They're thinking Vlad Guerrero Jr. They're thinking Bo Bichette. They're thinking about how to bolster their farm system. They brought people into the organization, and their sole job is to make this farm system great again. Not make the team great again in 2018. That's not the mandate, yet it's being sold. You watch CP24 this morning. You read articles. It's all about 2018. That finally the Jays have turned the page on this 2017 season. Thank you very much. What took you so long? And now it's all about 2018. Really? Should it be? Is that really where we're at right now? Because look at the heavy lifting that needs to be done for the Blue Jays to be at least a wild card contender in 2018. And, and, and this has nothing to do with what other teams in the division are or are not. Where the Yankees are getting better and the Red Sox are getting better and the Rays are young and they continue to stockpile in a decent way that continues to make them at least quasi-competitive. The Blue Jays have a ton of issues heading into 2018. Namely, what to do with Josh Donaldson. Richard Griffin just guessed it on the program, and he said, well, you can't trade Donaldson now because he's got a thumb wrist issue. That calf is still bothering him. He's playing hurt. He's playing every day, by the way, because the Blue Jays have no other options. So you can't sell low on Josh Donaldson, but what you can do is trade him in the offseason. Because there's no... If the Blue Jays weren't bringing Edwin Encarnacion back at $20 million a year, they ain't bringing Josh Donaldson back for closer to 30 on a long-term deal at 33 years of age. They're, they're simply not. Especially when their best prospect plays where? Donaldson's position. Third base. It's just not going to happen. As much as people want to sugarcoat or try to make you feel all comfortable that Donaldson is untouchable, he's a franchise guy, he's not. He's not. It will suck when they trade him, but he's not. They have to trade him, and if they trade Josh Donaldson either over the course of next year's offseason, or this coming offseason, or before the trade deadline, they're a worse off team for 2018 without J.D. Estrada gone, Liriano gone, that's two-fifths of your rotation. How are you going to replace them? And neither has been very good, but you still need live arms. Potential upgrades, that's going to cost you. Left field, obviously. Right field, obviously. Center field, probably. Middle infield, definitely. And at least in terms of depth, in case Devin Travis can't go. Are you going to get this kind of year again out of Justin Smoke? Tulo's dead weight, and he makes $20 million. This team has so many questions, so many red flags. The only thing you can be certain about is that Roberto Osuna is an incredible closer. Incredible. 
Anyone that suggests you should trade him, you're having a laugh. You're having a laugh. He cannot be serious. He's 22 and one of the top closers in Major League Baseball. That, for me, is untouchable. And you know you're going to have Stroman, and you hope that you have a healthy Aaron Sanchez. I don't know how those three players can make anyone feel that the team, the team of 25, is going to be great in 2018. It's completely disingenuous. This is a selling exercise more than a building exercise. And I got a real problem with that. Build this team appropriately. Build it right. Let the tickets sell. Let the market have their say based upon how they read the tea leaves when it comes to this team. Rather than trying to make out the 2018 is going to be something that it probably won't. 2017 has been an unmitigated disaster. 2018 doesn't seem to look any better from where I'm sitting. You can have your say. The text is 10-50-50. Live at tsn1050.ca is the email at WheelerTSN on Twitter. WTF is coming up next. This is Toronto Today. Wheels with you, TSN 1050. The Spoon's not Spoon. The Spoon I'm talking about is just one spoon, not the Spoon's. And they're from Austin, Texas. Nice try, though, Scrizzy. A for effort. I asked for a spoon. He gave me a fork. That was a horrible line by me. Gareth Wheeler with you. Not the first. Won't be the last. Guess what it's time for? A little bit earlier than usual, but it's time for this. They defeat the Toronto Blue Jays 19-1. to Oh, that's nasty. You come to the rink to see something maybe you've never seen before. And that might be one of those moments. It's only two dudes better than me. And I'm both of them. Stay off the weed. W-P-F. By the way, shout out to Scrizzy for working my good buddy Dan Dunleavy into that sting right there. Just got married last month. Congratulations to Dan Dunleavy, one of the voices of Buffalo Sabres hockey. The first WTF, Robert Griffin III. This is going to create a you-know-what storm. He's now in Chargers camp. He's getting a tryout with San Diego. And the internet's going to explode because he's getting a look and he can't stay healthy. He might not even be healthy right now and Colin Kaepernick will not. This is where this is going, folks. Get ready for it. That was a preemptive WTF. Were any of you thinking about going down to see McGregor Mayweather in Las Vegas? Would be a lot of fun. I had some buddies that went to see Mayweather Pacquiao. Tickets were expensive, but you could get into the building at a decent price. My buddy Andy from Toronto, shout out to Andy Sherman, went on yesterday, tried to buy two tickets Section 3, so it's in the lower bowl, but they're not the floors. Row U, which is way the you-know-what back, kind of up in the corner. Tried to pay pay for two tickets. Get this. Each ticket, $5,005 American. The service fee 
is $425.45 American for a subtotal to buy two tickets of $10,860.90. And the cherry on top, adding insult to insult, there's an order processing fee. Get this. And this is the biggest WTF for $5.41. (laughs) You pay pay almost $11,000 for two tickets. Oh, we have an order processing fee. $5.41 more cents. Really? Really? My God. Good luck to anyone. You are richer than I if you're heading down to that fight. No there. Weird story. We all remember that Simpsons episode with the escalator to nowhere where people just ride the escalator up and fall off. Whoa, whoa. In New Westminster, the city built a stair structure which was supposed to be a potential safety exit route to the building, but it's not attached. So there is stairs that literally go to nowhere that cost the city over $200,000. Stairs to nowhere, not as good as the escalator to nowhere. Uh, How about this story? Jason Dater of SB Nation. He watched on as a man at a grocery store tried to return a butternut squash because he thought it was cheese. I get that they're both orange, but completely different textures, shapes, sizes. Like, that would be one massive block of cheese. I don't know what I'd say to the guy, like, dude, that's that's not cheese. Like, smell it. He thought they were cube cheese? Oh, my God. Anyways, get a clue. Um, did you know that elephants can swim to a certain degree? I, I did not know this. But two wild elephants were rescued. They were washed out to sea in Sri Lanka, where Navy divers, ropes, and flotilla boats came to save two elephants off an island in Sri Lanka. They were like two miles out, and they were drowning. They were out for a swim, and they got pushed out too much. Those are massive animals. That would have been crazy to see two animals wash out to sea and then save like that just 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 simply stunning i didn't even know that it, that elephants could swim and finally how about this for a career change a canadian rugby player and i want to get him on the show by the way adam zaruba he's a rugby sevens player has now left canadian rugby and he's got a new three-year contract with the philadelphia eagles of the nfl to play tight end 6'5, 265 it just shows you in the nfl you need size you need physique You need the technique and the mentality. You don't need the experience or anything like that. Congratulations, 26 years old from North Vancouver, a Canadian rugby player, uh, now moving on to the National Football League. Those are your WTFs for today. Where's my elephant? Hey, they're playing the elephant song. I love that. Reminds me of elephants. (laughs) Elephant swimming. Imagine if you looked out at Lake Ontario, there's just two elephants out for a dip. It's unreal. DeMar Rosen's going to check into the program at 12.35 today, and we'll talk some hockey. The Olympics is a no-go for NHL players. Does it even matter? We'll go there next. This is Toronto Today, TSN 1050.